Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Hey there, 10-Minute Traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we've got a special guest online, Jack Roberts. Jack and I got to talk once before, and it was a really great conversation. And today, uh, we're going to have him. He's an options trading specialist over at Simpler Trading, and uh, he's he's got a lot to talk about today. So I'm really excited to, to have Jack on once again. Jack, thanks so much for uh, coming on the show. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we give you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance by Redwood Media Group, founder and head trader of 10MinuteStockTrader.com, Christopher Yule. Hey, Jack, thanks so much for uh, coming on the show today. If you don't mind, um, you know, you had talked about several single-name stocks and maybe even a potential volatility squeeze in the VIX. Uh, first off, thanks for coming on the show, and, and uh, the floor is yours. I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah, thanks for having me. So really interesting times in the stock market in history, really, if we're looking at secular patterns, if we're looking at economic behavior cycles, we're obviously at a uh, crossing point or maybe we've already crossed the Rubicon uh, into a full on bull market for 2020. The things that I'm looking out for as an options trader are where my hedge is going to be in the event that we actually correct. And the reason why I say that is because, yes, we're into 52-week highs. It seems like almost every week, right? And after every small pullback, we have a lot of strength of buying coming in. And what's happened is we have a small divergence across FANG. So Netflix is corrected a little bit, and Google continue to trade sideways and higher. Uh, Microsoft has been a complete beast. So we, these are the names that uh, basically hold the market up, especially Amazon. Um, but at the same time, like I said, the important thing right now as an options trader is there could not be a more important or valuable time to place hedges. And what I mean by that is if you're bullish or directionally biased to the long side into 2020, we're about to see some major volatility. If you look at the VIX and you look at the compression, namely technical analysis here, the Keltner channels and the Bollinger bands, they're squeezing tight. So we know that there's a lot of buyers and sellers coming in and they're not completely agreeing. So this is the first time this has actually happened where we have a high compression squeeze based on selling and buying. The reason why this is important is because going into an election cycle, seeing that we're at a full bull market, um, the hedges that you need to have in place in the event that we do correct would be something like being long TLT with some in the money calls or having a you know a bearish butterfly play on either the S&Ps or the NASDAQ, namely NDX. Um, but basically, the idea here is you want long exposure, but not completely aggressive. And then on the bearish side of things, you want to be able to have something that can pay you well in the event that the market actually does roll over. And the reason why this is coming to kind of a standstill or maybe a binary event is because one, we're heading into an election cycle. Two, you could make the argument that FANG is overvalued and the market makers and hedge funds know that they can take advantage of retail traders' fear. So if that all makes sense, 
roll the tape forward into, let's say, January, February, and if we haven't corrected, then your hedges were cheap, meaning you didn't pay a lot for them, and thank God, right? And then if we do continue to have that bullish market, well, then you're long directionally not aggressive, so you may not have you know, double or tripled your account. And I say that jokingly as an options trader because we're capable of doing that. Uh, but at the same time, it is a reality that once again, throughout 2018 and 2019, uh, that this strength would just be um, more like a continuation. The interesting part, and this is kind of my final thought for a summary, is that if you look at 1998 and you look at 1999 and you study a NASDAQ chart, you can see that we've had the correction like in 2018, very, very similar to 1998. And then after that, in 1999, we had a parabolic move across the NASDAQ followed by the crash of 2001. That is exactly, that's a, that analogy is exactly where I'm at personally. And that's exactly kind of where the economic behavior cycle kind of points for me. Um, so like I said, important to have your hedges, but important to not be aggressive um, to the, uh, to the long side. Hmm. Interesting. I like that approach. So long TLT, uh, long, what else were you saying? So basically if you want to be long bonds and the idea mm -hmm. that we would get another pullback, you'd be set pretty well with having maybe some deep in the money calls going out to January or February. Um, and that's the idea that we would actually roll over. So that would be basically categorized as a hedge. Mm -hmm. um, if you wanted to play the market long and not really have a lot of risk on, really it's all about you know the way out of the money butterflies or pinning the S&P is 100 or 200 points higher than what it is right now. And as far as you know, long directional and maybe not so aggressive, you know, Microsoft, Apple, Walmart, Disney, these are all names, even Starbucks have been really good household names to keep your investment in. I would also mention Amazon, but it is going to be kind of a volatile holiday season for Amazon because once again, it does hold the market up. And this is what we've seen time and time over again, that it gets bought up on weakness. And with that, you can have a long-term directional value play and not have a whole lot of risk on the table. Hmm, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so with this squeeze that you guys uh, are looking at coming in the VIX, right? I, I know exactly what you mean as far as like the, uh, the 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 daily volatility is just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And it, it kind of reminds me of the, was it the end of 2018 where like every single day the uh, the market was going up and people were calling it blow off tops and then uh, the VIX was trading at that all time lows. And then within a week, you know, it lost the, the S&P lost, you know, two, three hundred points like that. Um, is that uh, where where would people be looking at? It's their first indicator of, oh, we got. Uh, obviously, we're looking at the the reduction in volatility now, but going forward, is that the place to keep looking or look to something more specific? So we can actually be really specific uh, in this category. We can be long some out of the money calls in the VIX, which is something that I don't do a whole lot of personally, but it does make sense because if we're trading under 13 in the VIX like we are now, the probability, like as options traders, we're supposed to trade probabilities, um, not possibilities, right? Mm -hmm. um, but basically the idea is the VIX is at very, very close to all-time lows. So once again, bringing us back to the idea of having hedges on, so we can also play the volatility, which means if we want to have some out-of-the-money calls in the VIX, namely like 
18 or 19 or 20, something that could easily happen over the holiday season, throughout the election cycle, throughout China tariffs, throughout Trump's tweets. We have all these channels of volatility that we can take advantage of. And like I said, the importance of hedges, and that's one of them. So I, I didn't mention it early earlier, um, but the VIX is a great long play because we're so low right now. And once again, that high compression squeeze or low fear, kind of a lot of buying, a lot of selling. Um, 2020 for me is more about having hedges in place and not being aggressive uh, long directionally. And, and this should be an interesting 2020. I mean, this is, uh, like I said, going back to that 1999 NASDAQ chart, it is either going to be a parabolic move to the upside or it's going to be, you know, a, another correction, just like we saw in 2018, December 28th. I remember it three days after Christmas. I was going, oh my gosh! I was on my airplane back to Austin, Texas, and I was like, what are we going to do as options traders now <laughs> in a straight up bear market? But no, we actually retraced 100%. Now we're 52 week highs every yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, well said. Yeah, in fact. Um... Man, I, I, I remember one of those days specifically, um, you know, the S&P was down 50, 60, 70 points. And I was like, I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> I thought they had limits on this thing. <laughs> right. Okay, perfect. Uh, so, you know, I, I really think that, uh, you know, the audience out there should just pay attention. Like Jack is saying, take, take a step back and just be a little more defensive, right? Let's let's not let's not bet the farm at this point, but let's let's start cautiously building up a defensive portfolio because you never know things might turn around. And the way Jack's talking, you know what? Uh, we as options traders may have uh, some great opportunities ahead for us. So, Jack, what else is on your mind? Hey there, 10-Minute Traders. Christopher Ewell here. We'll be right back to the podcast in just a second. But I want to invite you to come and take my free web training. It's called How to Immediately Use the Same Tools and Secret Weapons the Big Banks on Wall Street are Using so you can avoid wasting time and money choosing the wrong stocks. And right after this, I got a quick clip of it, and we'll be right back into the show. So if you're interested, why not come take the free training? Super simple. All you got to do is head over to 10MinuteStockTrader.com slash free dash training. That's 10MinuteStockTrader.com slash free dash training, and we'll be right back into the episode. So secret number one on this training is how to make 20 times higher returns with 20 times less risk. Now, if that doesn't sound like some clickbait, I don't know what does, but the math actually proves out, and I'm going to show you that and why I use it and why the big banks on Wall Street use it and why uh, you know these are the kind of tools that you need right away. Secret number two, how we let the trades come to us using artificial intelligence. And this is a game changer if you struggled in the past. I don't go hunting for trades. I let them come to me and I'll show you how. And number three, my number one trading strategy. It's only so much to know what to trade. My number one trading strategy talks about how I trade. There's a lot of different components here. So number one, how to make 20 times higher returns with 20 times less risk, how we let the trades come to us using artificial intelligence, and number three, my number one trading strategy. Well, Roku has had an extremely volatile but kind of bullish uh, past couple months. And so this goes into, now that we know that hedges are important, this goes into the other side of the spectrum where there's actually still some underlyings 
um, that could continue to go parabolic. And Roku is one of my favorite ones just based on technical analysis. Um, but then also another one is Disney with the streaming. Um, it was a great sign to me as an options trader the day, November 12th, whenever they released their streaming service and it didn't work. What's great about that is that means that they have an overflow of, I think it was 10 million subscription additions uh, within 24 hours. And then that has continued to stay consistent. So the fact that it didn't work was actually great for anyone that's long the stock because what that means is come next earnings season is, oh yeah, we had enough volume and enough streaming to actually overcapacitate the base, the streaming service itself, which is my number one long-term play is Disney. I also think Walmart is great too, but Disney and Roku, Netflix, I'm staying away from. Netflix is really actually one of the better shorts out of the entire you know, pool of, uh, of stocks out there, but namely Roku. Roku uh, has a high short interest float. It's had some amazing parabolic moves. It's also been kind of, um, well, not so much a victim, but more like a key proponent of a transition out of some of these bigger names that market makers and hedge funds know that they can push, push, push higher and really not see any type of correction. We have seen a little bit of a pullback in Roku, uh, but this is why I feel like I have an edge as a long-term investor in Roku, because one, it's a great product, but two, there is this kind of narrative and a battle between Disney and, um, and Roku right now, and that really just means that there's a lot of competition, which brings in value to both names, and that's the way I'm playing it, that's the way I'm seeing it. Another thing that I'm taking a look at is semiconductors. So the year of the semiconductor is AMD and NVIDIA, namely AMD. I never thought that we would actually get up to about $39 or $40 in AMD. To me, if you would have told me that in January of this year, I would have been like, you're insane. Because the two things that we saw as resistance or the ceiling was basically 36.52 and 38.72. And I know that these are technical levels, but these were completely rejected time and time after again. Yes, you exceeded 35 after the Google announcement. Yes, you've exceeded, um, not only exceeded new time highs, but also had a parabolic move into about 39 or 40 bucks. Now I think is the time to actually be short AMD. Um, these are unsupported moves. Technical analysis kind of leans me towards back to that zone of $36.52 and $37, um, just based on low volume, uh, other key indicators that I follow. I've been following AMD for about seven years now. So I like to think that if there's any, you know, not to say I'm an authority, but if there's anyone that kind of knows the personality of AMD, um, it's me. So the thing is about uh, semiconductors, the other thing that's super interesting is year over year on a percentage basis, AMD is actually, um, there's been a reduction in sales for 2019. And that's comparing 2018 to 2017. So what that says to me is one, there's a secular cycle coming into play. We're in the seventh inning. And what happens here is basically that, and this is a hypothetical, but this is where my mind is at, is basically AMD should probably pull back below those levels because of that, um, you know, the facts are the facts. The sales have not grown in 2019 for AMD. That's just part of the deal. We haven't seen that in a cycle yet, and that's what I'm being early to. My big thing is I'm early, not wrong. And right now I could be early, but about a month or two early. So, and maybe maybe we get down to that level next week, right? But in general, I'm not long AMD. I'm not long semiconductors.
Hmm, interesting. So if anybody's looking for specific semiconductor and especially AMD knowledge, Jack's your man. Now, Jack, I have to ask, maybe the reason that AMD is going up so much is because of the Robinhood infinite leverage glitch. Because I think that's specifically the stock that they were uh, that they were targeting, right? Right. Yeah, well, there you go. That, that You know what? Anytime I can take a $4,000 account and turn it into a million dollars of leverage, I'll do it all day, every day. Not really, folks. Do not do that. <laughs> yeah, Robinhood's good for that. It's actually a great platform. I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, you know, Robinhood, is, it's going to be an interesting story for the next four or five years. You have a whole bunch of millennials jumping in the boat, trying to, you know, grow their own accounts. And it's super easy, you know, super cool digitized background there. Plus, you can buy and sell, you know, digital assets like Bitcoin and XRP, uh, you know, I've just continued to load up my XRP wallet if you wanted to get into digital assets, but we don't have to. It's just what I Oh, do. no, that's that's not a road I want to go down today. No, <laughs> <laughs> me neither. Well, Jack, this is, uh, this is really useful. So to recap here, uh, Jack is talking about, um, you know, potential uh, market reversals and having having a hedge on in place for those. And then number two is uh, the semiconductor uh, streaming market may not be as strong as uh, as things are looking. So interesting news, Jack. I appreciate your, your insights on this. This has been a great conversation. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris. Yeah, it's, it's great to catch up with you again. I'd love to have you back on in the future. Jack, where can people reach out and learn more about you and about Simpler Trading? Yeah, go to simplertrading.com slash traders. You can scroll down and check out our other individual uh, commentators and strategists, experts. Uh, of course, John Carter and Henry and uh, Danielle, myself, um, you know, simplertrading.com slash traders. Uh, and then you can also find me at I am Jack Roberts on Twitter or Instagram, but really just Twitter because just paying attention to that more. Than you know what? That's perfect. In fact, I think last time we spoke, you hadn't even set up your Twitter account. You did it right afterwards. So there you go. I am Jack Roberts. Everyone go and send him the worst gifts that you can just because, uh, just because. Yeah, <laughs> just, just because. And also, probably, yeah. yeah, just because. That's, that, that'll be your Black Friday gift. <laughs> perfect. Well, Jack, this has been a, a great conversation. Certainly a, a lot of uh, information taken. I would suggest to the podcast audience out there, to maybe re-listen to this episode to really fully digest what Jack was talking about there. So thank you so much, Jack, for coming back on. All right, thanks for having me. We'll see you soon. Yeah, you got it. All right, and thank you guys for tuning in to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Before you go real quick, please make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, and enable notifications. That way you never miss any of the tools, tips, and tricks that we upload every single week to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, did you realize that you could get the secret weapon that every investor needs right now to start changing your financial future for free? Yeah, that's right. Just head on over to triplestockprofits.com and download your free Triple Stock Profit System ebook today. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, his content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors 
and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit timinutstocktrader.com slash legal. Thanks for stopping by.